Hello everyone. Today we are going to look at a couple verses from Proverbs chapter 20. Two verses that can stand alone as Proverbs, but I think they have a similar meaning uh, in, in one context, and we're going to look at both of them today. But first, it'll be verse 17 out of Proverbs 20, which says, Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be full of gravel. So I think, um, in other words, maybe when a man uses all kind of deceitful, underhanded tactics to get what he wants, and yes, it may be bread, like the text indicates, but I believe it could be any kind of gain he obtains deceitfully. After he gets what he's set his heart on, the sweetness soon disappears, and it's re replaced by something that he can hardly tolerate. I think I've probably eaten bread before and found a small piece of gravel in it. And even if it's one grain, a person will try to spit it out. But imagine if it's hot, freshly baked bread and it's also wonderful smelling and has sweet butter on it. And as the person chews and savors it, he finds that the bread is filled with gravel. They will probably break a few teeth, right? Not good. And for sure, it will not settle their stomach. It will not give them nourishment, strength. No true satisfaction can come from it. Even though it smelled so wonderful and it actually tasted good and nice and sweet at the beginning. And like bread, if he gained money or lands or power by deceit, he's going to soon find that the sweetness that he envisioned was a lie. For one, God did not create our hearts with an ability to find satisfaction in the abundance of things related to uh, man's glory, nor does he allow deceit to bring peace and joy to a person. God just didn't create us that way. He set the rules on what satisfies us. And the end of that path is a mouthful of gravel. And that might be another way of saying how the end of sin or how sin always brings brokenness and death and separation from God forever even. So that's the end of sin. And of course, all God's word is, is linked together and his truth, they never contradict one another. So even these Proverbs, as I said, they can stand alone. They also complement one another. And the same truth is found in the next verse, verse 18. And it can be seen in, in this context of waging war, I believe. So here's what it says. Plans are established by counsel, by wise guidance, wage war. So how are these similar? They really don't seem that similar at first glance. But think about it. Don't wage war for the wrong reasons, for deceitful reasons even. Like for gain, which is similar to the man who deceived others to gain in verse 17. You see, some kings would go to war for gain of riches or land, right? Even some seem, seem to want to take over the whole world, right? And so whether you're a king and it's war with a country, or if you're a normal person with no particular title and you want to make a better living, 
Don't fight that battle with deceit in order to gain wealth. Solomon says plans are established by counsel. And where can we find the best counsel in the universe? God's Word, of course. And sometimes expounded to us in a great way by godly brothers and sisters who give us guidance. So we need to find people like that that we can get counsel from as well. You see, God's Word gives us counsel in relation to things of the heart. What are the motivations for making gains in our life? What are the motivations for a king going to war? There's good reasons and there's bad reasons for both. And good counsel helps guide us so that at the end of the day, our mouth is not full of gravel instead of good things that God wants us to have, like good bread. Let me read that one scripture and then I'll pray. In John 6, 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Father God, um, we love you so much. Thank you for Jesus, Lord, uh, who does give us nourishment and uh, does satisfy us. And all his promises are yea, and they're for our good and for his glory. And following him does not end in death or separation from God, but it gives us an eternal inheritance in God's presence forever. Lord, um, help us not to live in this world as though we're always battling to get our own glory and to be on our old mission before we came to Christ, always out for ourselves and everything, and to make ourselves look good and to be deceitful in all these ways, Lord, but that we might see more of your glory. That's where true satisfaction comes from, as we're transformed in, into taking on your attributes and your characteristics and then sharing that with others, Father. Thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ and his death for our sins, uh, taking our place, being paid our, the wages of our sin, and then rising from the grave in giving us your righteousness and your power to be victorious over sin as we walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen.